We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? It is September. It's the 30th September. I'm not Stevie. It's a Friday, and this is the Morning Grind. Stevie, I believe, is busy with some NASCAR stuff or Formula One. I don't know. That guy has his hand so many racing sports, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up. But he, he absolutely crushes it, so he, he deserves to get a little little one night off a week occasionally. Um, but, yeah, we got, we got baseball. We got just a few days left, and I've been doing this. We were talking, me and Keith, Keith Eister, Eyes 819 on the show with me. We were talking about this right before we started here. I have been doing this for probably 10 years. I have never in my life, DFS career, whatever, seen a pitching slate this good. It is an absolutely loaded slate. Uh, you need at least 25 DK points from both of your pitchers, or you don't have a chance to win anything today. Um, there are... I don't know what eight aces on the slate. Plus there are another four to six guys who just have phenomenal matchups and are underpriced for the matchup. So yeah, I mean, there, this is easily a dozen pitchers deep here and not, not a dozen pitchers that are just in play, like a dozen pitchers that we want to play. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I could legitimately make an argument for probably about 15 pitchers and we obviously have the best pitcher in the league with the Grom to round it out. Uh, so this is this is going to be super interesting. So let's just dive right in with one of the worst pitching matchups on the slate. Um, we have Philly going up against Washington. Syndergaard going up against Anibal Sanchez. Uh, don't think we have a total out for this game yet, but we'll start off with Thor going up against Washington. Not a bad matchup. Like, again, Thor might be in play a little bit on a normal slate, on this slate, I don't even think you can consider him even going up against Washington. Yeah, you, you definitely cannot consider him on this slate. Um, 7,300, and he just had that weird 
turn through the rotation where he pitched out of the bullpen. He piggybacked um, Wheeler, I think it was. He only threw two innings. So the pitch count isn't there. The strikeouts haven't been there all season long. Definitely can't do it on this slate. Yeah, and then on the other side, Anibal Sanchez. Coming off an actual decent outing. Hasn't been terrible over the last month, but he's not a guy I'm considering at all even at with his recent form and at being at 6,500. Yeah, no chance. I mean, like I said, if you don't get 25, you're probably drawing dead today. And I don't think Anibal Sanchez, I know he got, what, 20, 21 in his last time out. Um, I don't know if that's enough on this slate, honestly. Like, the, the raw points are going to be so high from the pitching. Um, no chance. Yeah. Uh, then on the other side, Philly, like, Anibal Sanchez, while he's been pitching decent recently, he's still not a great pitcher. I mean, it's tough to pay up for guys like Real Moto and Harper and Schwarber on the slate, but you got Hoskins sitting there at 4,400. You got Castellano at the 41. You got Baum sitting at 38. Segura sitting at 37. I think that this stack is in play. It's just, if you have the money, yeah, go ahead and pay up for the top guys. Sanchez is not a great pitcher. What, what are your thoughts on the Philly stack? Yeah, I, I like Philly a good amount here. Uh, Philly has fallen, fallen into a tie with the Brewers for the last wild card spot in the NL. So they're one of the few teams who actually are absolutely trying their hardest at this point in the season. Um, they just got swept by the Cubs. Like th- things are dire in Philadelphia here. They they have to win this game. Um, and like the prices aren't terrible on these guys. Like Schwarber at 4,800, Harper at 5,100. Yes, expensive in the context of the slate, but they're probably about $500 under price of where they should be uh, for this matchup against Sanchez. Like I, he Sanchez doesn't strike anyone out. Uh, there's a ton of power in this Philly lineup. And I like the pricing here, honestly. Uh, you mentioned Bohm at 3,800 is great. There's going to be a couple punts in the lineup, too. Like Stott probably cracks the lineup. He's 2,700. I think stacking Philly uh, will still allow you to play, pay up for some pitching. Um, you, pr- you might have to fade. Like, you're probably not getting real Muto. You probably have to pick between one of Hor- uh, Harper and Schwarber. But other than that, I think it's it's pretty easy to fit these guys in. And they, they're one of the teams that have something to play for. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the other side, we got Washington. Obviously not a great lineup, but, I mean, potentially some salary-saving options here. It's, it's not great, but I, honestly, on the slate, I could see myself maybe three-man stacking. I mean, Voight sitting at 3,300 is solid. Um, Thor is not a great pitcher. He's not terrible. He can get it done, but not guy we're going out of our way to avoid, especially on this slate when, I mean, you have, when you have 15 aces on the slate, you're not going to find many bats, so you kind of are forced if you want to pay up to get a worse lineup. I think there's worse things you can do than a little mini three-man stack here with the Nationals. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Uh, value bats are definitely going to be important on the slate. Um, although I, there's some really strong pitching options in the AK range that, that we'll talk to talk about as well. So I'm not sure you necessarily need to go to pitchers above 9K. Like there, There's plenty of options on the slate. Um, so salary may not be quite as tight as we think if we're willing to pay down a little bit from the absolute top tier of pitching. And, and I think that's going to be the case. So we'll see. Like, I don't love Washington, but I'm not I'm not afraid of Syndergaard either. So I, I don't mind the three little three man call. Abrams at, at 2600 is a decent prospect who has some power and speed. So I, I could see including him. Um, but yeah, it, in play for value for sure. Yeah, moving on to the next game, we got Baltimore going up against the Yankee, Yankees, Domingo German going up against Jordan Lyles. We'll start off with Lyles, 6,600. 
while he can occasionally put up a gem, he did against Detroit, but that's also Detroit. He can also end up in the negative 6,800 or 6,600 going up against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Uh, cross off for me. Yeah, absolutely. No chance. And then German on the other side, 60 or 7,600. Not a terrible price tag, but again, you're not getting a ton of upside. He's not going to go over 90 pitches. He's been probably not going to go over 75 pitches in the spot here. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on him, even though he's been all right this season. Yeah, I just don't I don't see the upside. He doesn't have a huge strikeout rate, and Baltimore has been really good in the second half of the season. They're still hanging on but barely by a thread, I think. Or did Toronto clinch yesterday? They might have clinched. So Seattle, um, I think, is the one they're trying to catch. So they're trying to catch Seattle. You're you're right. Yep. So, but very slim chances. But Baltimore's still out here playing. They're they're a great young team at this point. Um, even after they get eliminated, they're 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 out there just trying to show that they're they belong in the majors. Lots of talent. I'm not playing Javon on, on this slate. Yeah, I mean Baltimore will be good next year. They'll probably actually oh, be sure. like they they finally got to the point where they can just get one or two good off season pitchers. And they are right in the thick of things. They could easily make the playoffs. They're one of the better hitting teams right now. Like they've got a solid young core of batters in their lineup. It, it, they're going to be fun to watch. Finally, tanking has paid off for them for the last decade or however long it's been. Um, let's talk about bats a little bit. Baltimore going up against German. Any thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, we just talked about the talent in this lineup. Um, Henderson is the one that's underpriced for me. Like, this kid is amazing. Um, his exit velocity stats and things like that. This is a, a superstar in the making here. Gunnar Henderson at 3,800 dual positions. The third play him at third or short. Absolutely love him. Some of the other guys are a little bit pricey, but Rutschman's been outstanding. Santander's good. Mountcastle at 4,100. I'm, I'm on board with that. Like, getting up to Mullins is a little bit tough. Um, I definitely like the three man of like a Henderson Santander Rutschman. It's not the cheapest stack in the world. Um, but I think this is a, a decent spot here against Herman. Um, I don't know if I full stack them. I have to see who is in the lineup. Like if we get some punts in here with Stowers or maybe even Rugi Odor, honestly, that lets you get up to Mullins, maybe you could full stack them because there's a little bit more upside there. If you can fit Mullins and Rutschman in, um, not one of my favorite stacks on the slate, but I think they're in play. Yeah, I think they're fine. Like, they're not great. They're not terrible. Top half of the lineup um, with Mullins, Rutzman, Santander, Mountcastle. I do like that price tag on Henderson. Like, they're all fine. And then, yeah, whatever cheap pieces end up getting into the lineup, I think that you can easily make this into a five-man stack. But not a team I'm going out of my way to, to throw in there. Uh, Yankees on the other side going up against Wiles. I mean, it's a great spot for one-off power, Judge should hit a home run this spot or has a very good chance. Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Torres, like any of these guys that can hit the ball at ballpark. I don't think you need to necessarily stack them. You can take one off power here, but I'm not against the stack going up against Lyle. Yeah, I'm not against the stack either. Um, and it's judge that I really want to play. This is a fantastic spot for him for a home run, like you mentioned. Um, but then I probably skip a lot of the other high end guys. Like, Maybe you play one of Rizzo or Stanton and then go down to like the Cabrera, Bader, um, whoever's catching. Like, I think you can find ways to make this stack affordable because of the bottom of the order bats. Um, so maybe doing like a seven, eight, nine judge and then 
Rizzo or Stanton, I think makes some sense. So mixing the bottom of the order with the top of the order, um, just to make the stack a little bit more affordable, I think think is a decent way to play the Yankees here because I definitely want exposure to judge, uh, obviously chasing home runs at this point. Um, just a couple of games left to keep building on this record that he's trying to, to break here. Yep, yep. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got Boston going up against Toronto, Manoa going up against Pavetta. Here's here's one of the first aces on the slate, but we'll get to that in a second. Nick Pavetta going up against Toronto, guy that we know can give up a lot of fly balls, a lot of bombs, going up against a tough team here. Any interest in Pavetta at 7K? Not on this slate in this matchup. If it were a different matchup, Pavetta is a guy that does have some strikeout upside, and I'd be willing to take some chances um, because the price is, is really nice for a strikeout upside. But because he's facing Toronto, that kind of just eliminates that upside. Um, I'm out on Pavetta. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably the same. Manoa on the other side, he's like 9.1K. He is a cheaper ace on the slate. He does have the upside. Boston, has their lineup is not great right now. While he doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside in any given matchup, he's consistent, can go late into the game, can get the win. I think he's fine. I like this price tag of 9,100. Am I going to play him a ton? Probably not, but he offers a little bit of salary relief in the top tier. Yeah, I think he's okay. Um, there's so much upside needed. Like he's he's a good bet to get you 20 plus. I don't know if he's the best bet on the slate to get you 25 plus. Um, that that strikeout rate is just like he's content just throwing ground balls and pitching deep into the game, like you mentioned. Um, I think on FanDuel I like him because he's a, a great bet for a quality start in this spot. I'm just I'm concerned about the strikeout upside here. Um 9,100 fair price. If he fits in the lineup, I certainly wouldn't kick him out. Um, I just, he won't be one of my priorities on this slate, but absolutely in play. Yeah, yeah. And then Boston bats. I'm I'm just staying away at this point. Um, I mean, that was a tough guy to put up any fantasy points again. I mean, maybe Devers. I know it's a lot better versus righties and lefties, but that no righty is going to make my way into their way into my lineup. Yeah, no, no reason to play Boston. Manoa is probably even a better real life pitcher than he is a, a fantasy pitcher. So, yeah, he's going to go deep into the game. I don't see any re- reason to target him here. Yeah, but then on the other side, Toronto, it's got to be one of the better stacks on the entire slate. I mean, they're eight and a half total in this game, minus 195 favorites, the Blue Jays are. Uh, Pavetta gives up, like, he, if he's giving up runs, he's generally giving up a decent amount of power. So, I mean, Vlad, Bichette. Springer, Kirk, Chapman. You can throw Jansen in there if he's in the lineup. Teoscar sitting at 4,200. Pretty much anyone with some pop is a great place. Just can you afford it? If you can afford it, absolutely go nuts on these uh, Toronto Blue Jays bats. Yeah, completely agree with your point there about being able to afford it. Um, Toronto doesn't have the the punt pieces to be able to fit like the five-man stack in, in my opinion. I love three mans for power options. Uh, this is a great power spot. I think that's how you attack it. You just hunt for a couple of home runs here. Um, I don't see myself having enough money to fit the full five man stack in. If you if it works out or you want to play some, some cheaper pitching, uh, by all means, they're a fantastic stack. But I, I like your approach there. Just give me three three guys that can hit a home run, and I'm I'm good with that on Toronto. Yeah, I mean you can make it work with Chapman and Teoscar, throwing them in there like. You can fit a third high-priced bat and still afford some decent pitching. So, yeah, it's definitely 
not a bad uh, option here. We're going on the next game. We got Kansas City going up against Cleveland. We got Singer going up against Savali. Uh, or is it Plesak? I'm seeing two different things right now. Uh, which one do you see? DK has Savali. Just what I'm looking at at the moment. Yeah, and their sports book has Plesak. Um, <laughs> so interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, they're, they're, honestly, they're not that yeah, different of pitchers. So we're not yeah. using either of those pitchers anyways. So we'll just start off with Singer. A200, been solved this season. Had a low strikeout matchup going up against the Royals. I I don't I don't think I could. Like, he's fine. I'm not going to argue with it. Like, the guy's been pretty solid this year, having career year. Can put up a decent score. Like, he might make it into some of my lineups if I'm mass multi-entering. But I, there's two guys in particular that I'm looking at with much better matchups with way more upside. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the point of the slate. I know we've cruised through a couple of games here, and we haven't talked about a ton of pitching yet, but I promise it's coming. This is how good the slate is. 8,200 Brady Singer, and he's been phenomenal this season. But I just I don't know that you can play him because he doesn't have a matchup where I see him getting nine strikeouts. Um, he has done that plenty this year. The upside is there. But Cleveland just doesn't strike out. 8,200 for Brady Singer, I would play that on – I would say 90% of slates. I'm just, I'm not sure that you need to go here on the slate. There's a lot more upside in, in other places. Yeah. And then it does look like it is a They switched Plesak over to Saturday coming off from the aisle. Okay. So Savale on the other side, 7,700, not making the cut for me. He's not a high strikeout pitcher. He's not a very good pitcher. This is a solid matchup, but I can't pay that on this slate. Yeah, I don't have any interest. I'd much rather play Singer for just a couple hundred more. Um, even though Singer's matchup is a little bit worse, I think he's a lot better pitcher. I'm not playing Savali here. Yeah, then the Casey Bats, I kind of like him in this spot. I mean, Savali's not great. Pasquantino sitting at 3,500, I think is very solid. Um, Massey is not bad at 2,800 if he's in there. Dozier. 2300 i know they haven't been great but this is i think a spot where you can do a nice little mini stack or you can throw in wit or perez or melendez in there um they got some pop probably not great i know there's not a high total on this game and the royals have a low team total in this spot here but i think going with the cheaper bats is not a horrible move to pay up for some pitching because i mean any of these guys can the ball a ballpark yeah, I do like the Royals' value here. Uh, Cleveland bullpen is pretty good, so that that's not ideal. Um, but they are cheap. Pasquantino at thirty five hundred, love that call. Um, the studs are fine, but I think I'm I'm probably value shopping here. Massey's is a nice call. Second base is always a weak position, so him being eligible there at twenty eight hundred, um, he's been leading off quite a bit. So if he's leading off at twenty eight hundred, I, I definitely like that. Um, and then it just kind of depends who's in the lineup. Dozier hasn't been that that good, but at 2,300, he's a guy with some power. I certainly think you can play him. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been mixing these young guys in throughout, so depending on who else is in the lineup, there's going to be some other 2K range options, but I think Pascantino and Massey are the top two. Um, even if you just want to go one of them, too, and, and pay for one of the 5K guys, Melendez, Perez, or Witt, totally fine with that. I, I'll have some Kansas City here. Yeah, but now on the other side, Cleveland, they're expensive. Singer's an actual good pitcher. I I can't pay. Like, the bats I want are 4,700 and above, 4,600 and above. 
I can't rationalize paying them. They have like a 3.8 implied team total here. There's just not enough runs to be scored. Yeah, a tough team to stack in general just because they don't have a ton of power. Um, the stack is expensive. I don't see the upside here against Singer. Um, I, don't, I don't see anybody on Cleveland that I want to play. Yep, moving on to the next game here. We got Minnesota going up against Detroit. Uh, Tyler Alexander going up against Joe Ryan. Start off with Joe Ryan. He's, he's got to be like the best mid-tier option on the slate. 8.6K going up against the worst team in the league versus righties. He's got decent amount of strikeout upside, just gives up a lot of fly balls, but Detroit's not hitting the ball at the ballpark. Joe Ryan has got to be one of the top plays on the slate to help you get an eight as your SP one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as far as point per dollar goes, he's among the absolute top options on the slate. Matchups do not get any better. Um, just like I, I mentioned, you have to have a monster score from pitching in both slots here on two pitcher sites. Joe Ryan is probably among the cheapest options to get you there. You look back at his one of his starts against Detroit, he had nine strikeouts. Um, so that put up 28 DK points. That's the kind of thing that you're looking for on this slate. There are multiple guys in this range that can get that done. Um, so yeah, Joe Ryan very much in play. Fantastic matchup. Um, helps you get up to one of the absolute like if you're playing DeGrom, you you want to go down to Ryan probably. It's gonna be really hard to fit in DeGrom and one of the other 10K guys. Um, so yeah, I think just from lineup construction, Joe Ryan is going to be very necessary because we know we want to play some DeGrom. Yep, and then on the other side, Tyler Alexander has been solid his last two outings, but I, he's still not a good pitcher. Um, do you have any interest in him at the super cheap price tag? No, I don't think I'm punting pitcher. Like, there's just too much upside at, in other places. Um, he did have that one crazy start against Baltimore where he had 25, but that's not – like that's a top 1% outcome for him. I don't see that happening again. So I won't, I won't have any Alexander. Yep. I kind of like the Minnesota stack here. I mean, you can get Ursula, you can get Miranda, you can get Gary Sanchez going up against the lefty. Who's just not great and give up some power. Like even throwing Correa in there at 4,800, he's been solid. I, I like this Minnesota stack, maybe not a full five man, but three or four man. It's, it's, it's looking pretty solid. Yeah, more of a home run hunting spot for me, I think. Um, I like the Sanchez call, cheap catcher, who can hit a home run. I'm always on board with that. Uh, Miranda has a, a very attractive price tag. Those are probably my the two I want to play the most. Um, I don't mind the Correa or Shella calls. Just I, I'm, I'm value hunting here, I think. I'm looking for a cheap home run, and Sanchez and Miranda are the two that, that jump off the page. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, again, it was more about – salary saving with guys sub 4k but um yeah the home run power on those guys is great in this spot here detroit on the other side i mean i don't really want to play them i think there could be a case to be made to mini stack them for some power it's kind of a leverage play going up against ryan who can give up some bombs green bias Haas, badu like if he's leading off could be interesting, but the numbers don't really suggest to do. It's more of just if Ryan becomes one of the higher owned arms on the slate, you could potentially make a little mini three man stack searching for the power, hoping up Ryan, hoping Ryan gets a little bit beat up here. 
Yeah, I, look, value bats are going to be so important to make everything work on the slate. Um, there's certainly some value options here for Detroit. I think it is a three-man max for me. Um, if Badu's at the top of the order, I, I like that call a lot. Um, unfortunately, Carpenter's done for the season. He was a guy that I like to play for cheap with a lot of power. Um, yeah, it's it's tough sledding, but they just might be necessary on this slate. We'll have to see where, where the chalk lands. I don't think Detroit's going to pick up any ownership whatsoever because I do think Ryan will be fairly popular because of that price tag. Um, so I don't mind trying to find a home run or two here. Even a little three-man stack, I think, is is in play. Yep, yep. All right, moving on to one of the best pitching matchups. I think there might be one that's better. Uh, DeGrom going up against Max Freed. What do you think the total is for this game? Max six and a half. That is exactly what that six and a half. <laughs> There's actually one with a lower total that we'll get to. Wow. Soon. Yeah. You, you don't see six totals very often. I mean, there's only like seven totals out. There's two eight and a half, two sevens, one seven and a half, one six and a half, and one six. So that'll tell you something about the pitching on the slate. And a lot of those that aren't out are actually the good pitching matchups too. So, yeah, again, incredible pitching slate. Let's start off with DeGrom here, 11-7. It's DeGrom. I mean, I know he's been in rough shape recently. And by rough shape, I mean – he had one bad outing and then two other bad quote unquote outings where he had 28 and 25. The Grom's the best play on the slate going up against a high strikeout Atlanta team that is good, but can give up a lot of fantasy points. And DeGrom's just on another level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, we don't need to say much. Everyone knows how good he is. I don't care what happened against Oakland last time out, throw it out. It, like he's the best pitcher on the planet. Um, and this is essentially a playoff game. The, the the division is still up for grabs here. Um, two more teams who are absolutely well division to... in first round by. Like that's yeah, the big like thing is we haven't had this in baseball before. It's a first round by, and I mean it's massive to get yes. That. Like I said, this is this you can treat this as a playoff game. Like DeGrom will go as deep as he can in this game. Um, he got up to over a hundred pitches two starts ago against Pittsburgh. So 105 is in the range of outcomes and 105 Jacob DeGrom pitches against a high strike, uh, high strikeout Atlanta offense. I don't care what the price is. Sign me up I, as much as I can fit in. Um, and as much as the pit, as good as the pitching is on this slate, he's still the best among the best. Yeah. No, I mean, the big thing people have to realize too, is like 105 is absolutely in the range of outcomes because they need this game. Like yep. they're and the best chance of winning any game is Degrom. It's near the end of the season, they're not really worried about him getting worried, getting injured. I would assume this late into the season, um, and if they get that first round by, he can take it easy for a full week. I think so. Yeah, Degrom, top overall play in the slate. Freed on the other side, not really a huge fantasy points um, pitcher, not a great DFS pitcher, an incredible real life pitcher. But I think even at 8,800, we're looking for the guys in the AK range. I think Freed is probably number three for me, um, potentially number two. But, and I mean, not huge strikeout matchup here. I think Freed has to be one of the top options under the board. Yeah, I mean, the price is what puts him in play. If he was 9,800, I wouldn't have much interest because the strikeout upside is much less than than some of the other guys in that range. At 8,800, this is a guy who can, like, again, Atlanta's in the same position as the Mets are. They want to win this game. 
a, a complete game shutout is 100% within the range of outcomes here for Max Freed. That's where he gets his upside from. Um, he's not going to go out there and strike out a ton of guys. Um, probably somewhere between six and eight. And even that, I think, is eight might be a stretch against this low strikeout Mets team. Well, they've let him go 107 and 110 pitches over the last two outings. They're trying to get this number one overall seed. Like both these guys are going to have a longer leash than normal. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I said it before. Like you can literally treat this as a playoff game. I think this is like he went, yeah, like you just said it, 107 and 110 in his last two. Atlanta wants to win this game. If Max Freed is going well, they'll, they'll just let him go. Uh, complete game, absolutely within the range of outcomes here. Um, 8,800 is, is a fine price for that. There are, there are guys with more strikeout upside, but Max Freed from a pitch count perspective and uh, and an ability to go deep into the game, uh, that, that helps his upside. He's in play for sure. Yeah, and I don't get to say this too often, but we're going to probably be able to say it at least twice tonight. I have no interest from Bass in this game on either side. These pitchers are too good at not allowing fantasy points. There's it's a 15 game slate. I have no interest in Bass in this game. I completely agree. I think we can just move on. Like Freed is an even better real life pitcher than he is fantasy pitcher. Um, ab- an absolute true ace in real life. And Degrom is the best pitcher on the planet. So, moving on. Yeah. Uh, next game, Tampa Bay going up against Houston. We got Valdez going against Rasmussen. Another great pitching matchup here. We'll start off with Rasmussen. 7900 Normally a price I would pay for him. And on a slate, I would probably pay that for him. The problem is he's going up against Houston. Low strikeout team, very good hitting team. Like, if you want to take a shot on him in GBPs, that's fine. Like, he can, he can get 20, 25 points in this spot here. But I think you're just better off rolling with any number of other pitches that are slightly more pitchers that are slightly more expensive. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Rasmussen's a, a great pitcher. I would play him at this price on most slates. Um, don't love the matchup against Houston. It is worth noting Alvarez has been out of the lineup recently. If he's out again, maybe you could take some shots here. Even, even if Alvarez is out though, there's still not a ton of strikeouts in the lineup. I probably don't get here to Rasmussen um, unless I just absolutely need that saving. Like Singer is a better option for 300 more. So unless I just absolutely needed that $300, um, I'd probably probably just go to Singer. Yep. And then on the other side, Valdez, I mean, guys, what he's doing this season is absolutely incredible. Like just goes late into game, doesn't give up runs, just the best ground ball pitcher in the league. Um 10.7K going up against the Tampa Bay team that definitely strikes out left, less going up against lefties. He's in the mix. Is he my favorite? No. Is he top four, like, raw points on the slate? Maybe. I don't know how much of him I'll end up with. Yeah, this is very similar conversation. He's a very similar pitcher to Max Freed, um, just with a little bit more extreme. The price is what I'm struggling with here. Um, like fitting DeGrom and Valdez in the same lineup is is not going to be feasible. So that means you're fading DeGrom to play Valdez. And I, that just doesn't sound like a, a great idea to me. Um, and if, if Valdez was the only other top tier option, then maybe you could look at it from a game theory perspective and say, well, DeGrom's going to have all the ownership. Nobody's playing Valdez. I All I need is DeGrom to fail. But you need like six or seven guys to fail for Valdez to become – 
relevant. I just, I don't see myself going there. Um, I'd much rather chase strikeouts than I would trying to get a, a complete game or something out of him. Yep. And then Tampa Bay bats. I mean, Valdez is outside of Grom, probably the worst, worst pitcher to face for fantasy points. Like these Tampa Bay bats aren't particularly cheap. Valdez probably not going to give up a home run. Probably not going to give up many doubles. If he's going to get beat up, it's probably going to be with a lot of singles. I, I think I'm full on out on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm I'm full on out as well. Like he'll walk some guys, but then he just throws ground balls to get the double play and get out of the jam. So, like you said, very tough pitcher to to score off of. Uh, tough pitcher to string a rally against because of his ground ball ability. Yep, and then on the other side, Houston. They're a little bit too expensive. Rasmussen's a solid overall pitcher. Um, Tampa Bay's got a solid bullpen behind him. Bragman, 4,700. Tucker, 5,100. Tuve, 5,500. Alvarez, if he's in the lineup, 5,900. It's just tough. Like, maybe Mancini, if he's in there, I could see playing him at 3,500. But no one else really stands out as an actual good point-per-dollar play. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. And that's – Houston's a talented enough – offense that I, I would play them in tough matchups normally, especially on a slate where over half the pitchers are, are fantastic. Um, it, it is tough. It's a tough matchup. Um, I do like the the park. Like Rasmussen out of Tampa might be worth picking on. I don't love the pricing though. I'm kind of with you. Like I, I want to play some Kyle Tucker probably. I like the Mancini call. I like his price. Uh, if Diaz is in there, hitting near the top of the order. Maybe you could play some of him, but yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing I'm in love with here. Um, Tucker's the top bat, but he's, he's priced accordingly. So yeah, not, not a ton of interest in Houston. Yep. And then move on to the next game here. Uh, six total here. This is the six total game. Miami going up against Milwaukee. We got Alcantara going up against Burns. Start off with Alcantara, 10.9K, going up against Milwaukee. He's probably the number two option on this play. Like, the price tag's high, and he's maybe not worth it. But, I mean, if the ownership on DeGrom is going to be double what it is for Alcantara, you, you can throw some of them in there. Yeah, definitely. I would have Burns ahead of him, so I'd, I'd say he's third on the slate for me. Um just like Miami strikes out a ton. Burns has, has better strikeout stuff than Alcantara, uh, but Alcantara has probably the best leash in the game. He goes <laughs> seven, eight, nine innings, almost every single start. Um, so absolutely in play. He does have double digit strikeout upside, just flashes last time out against Washington. Um, just doesn't have the overall K rate that Burns does. I think it's a toss up. They're both fantastic options. I prefer the matchup for Burns just slightly. Um, but yeah, Alcantara is a fantastic option, very much in play. This is why, like, I'd rather play Alcantara than, than Valdez. Yeah, and then, I mean, same thing with Burns. Like, like I said, I have a slightly towards Alcantara overall raw points, but Burns is 400 cheaper. 10.5K going up against Miami, high strikeout lineup. Been up over 100 pitches for, what, seven straight starts. Um, long leash. Milwaukee's trying to get into the playoffs. Burns is going to pitch, and he's going to pitch a lot going up against a high strikeout lineup. Burns, again, DeGrom's a better play, but Burns is $1,200 cheaper. 
I not much else you can say. This it, they they Milwaukee or not Milwaukee. Miami has like a 2.4 implied team total. Burns is probably going to go seven innings. He's going in a great strikeout matchup. Yeah, you're right. Burns is probably the better player around Contra. I think there's more upside here, and it's because Milwaukee is trying to get into the playoffs, like you mentioned. Philly absolutely opened the door for Milwaukee to get that wild card spot by getting swept uh, in their last three games. Um, like Burns is, this is a playoff game for Milwaukee. They're, he's going 110 pitches in this one, and when he, if he's throwing 110 pitches, he has strikeout upside well into the double digits. I'm not talking 10 strikeouts. I'm talking like 13, 14 strikeouts. Uh, Burns, when he's on, has some of the best strikeout stuff in the majors. So the upside, if there's anyone on this slate that can match DeGrom tonight, it's it's Burns. Yep, yep. That's we're crossing off this game, right? Yes. Yeah, easy. Like the two of the best pitchers in the league, no, no chance. Um, next up, we got Pittsburgh going up against St. Louis. Uh, we got Flaherty going up against. Why do I always Johan? I can never pronounce his last name. Oviedo. Oviedo. Yeah, I can never remember. Um, used to be a St. Louis pitcher, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, revenge game for Oviedo. Yeah, fire him up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe let's talk about that. 6K <laughs> going up against one of the better hitting teams in the league. He did just put up 32 versus Chicago. He's cheap. I'm still not doing it, but there's that. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing it either unless St. Louis just rolls out an absolutely garbage lineup. Then maybe you think about it like you'd have to have literally Goldie Arenado um, and then several others out as well. Um Probably they probably won't rest everybody. I could see one or two of them sitting, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this is a much more difficult matchup than what he faced against Chicago. I think that was a bit of an outlier start anyway. Um, yeah, he's cheap, but this is not the slate for it. All right, and then Flaherty on the other side, seven point four K, a guy that in the past was striking out guys at a much bigger clip, is coming off a nine strikeout game, but. Pretty much all season long before the injury and after coming back from his injury. Hasn't looked quite the same. Hasn't had the control. Pittsburgh is a solid matchup, but this team did just destroy him like two weeks ago. Any interest in Flaherty here at 7,400 is a little bit of a cheaper arm. Yeah, I mean, he's like a really cheap arm compared to a lot of the stuff that we want to play. Like even Joe Ryan is, what, 1,200 more. I think he could match Joe Ryan. So for that reason, he's in play. Um, you mentioned his control. That's been the biggest thing. Like St. Louis is trying to get this guy right for the playoffs. So they, they need him. I think they give him every, every opportunity to go out here and put up a, a solid start. And the matchup is fantastic. So 7,400 is way too cheap for Jack Flaherty when he's right. He hasn't been right so far. They're the very valid points there. Even in his nine strikeout game against San Diego last time, which nine strikeouts against San Diego is impressive, but he still had four walks. So he just, he doesn't have the command or the control control right now, but the price tag reflects that. I think you can take shots here at 7,400. If he happens to find the, the control for one game uh, and goes out there and strikes out nine again at 7,400, we would certainly take that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, very high risk spot for sure like even though it's pittsburgh like he could absolutely go out there and walk three guys in the first inning and not make it more than two innings yeah high risk high reward um pittsburgh bats 
Like, unless Flaherty is going to garner a ton of ownership, like, I I, I can't stomach paying 5.7K for O'Neill Cruz wow. or Reynolds. Um, <laughs> maybe you can take a one-off on Rodolfo Castro, maybe. Like, 3,300, he's got some pop. He'd probably be fine. But that's that's kind of kind of it in this lineup. What is going on with the algorithm here that O'Neill Cruz and Brian Reynolds are 5,700? Like, I know Cruz has been really hot here recently, um, multiple hits in his last four games, but Reynolds hasn't, doesn't deserve this. Like, neither one of them deserve the price tag. So, yeah, that makes it really tough. Those would be the two guys you'd want to target. I don't know what their FanDuel prices are. I'd be fine with them on FanDuel if they're much cheaper because, like, Flaherty can definitely have some problems. Yeah, I'm probably just avoiding them for the most part. I don't mind the Castro call. He's a, a pretty decent prospect there at 3,300. So good with him. Not much interest in Pittsburgh outside of that. Yeah, and then on the other side, St. Louis going up against Vito. Goldschmidt, Arenado. Like, you, you can stack up this team if you want. That's not bad. It's being played in, in St. Louis. That helps. He's got some all right stuff so this isn't a horrible matchup do you have any thoughts on st louis yeah i mean it depends on the lineup for me they they've definitely been resting some guys um if we get some cheap guys in there i, I don't mind taking some shots on it oviedo is a, a decent pitcher but he's not anybody that i'm terrified of or anything um i think value is the way i would play like i'd play goldschmidt and then probably look to like Donovan Newt bar pool holes. Maybe if he's in there, I guess you can't play Goldschmidt and, and pool holes together this is the biggest problem. So maybe you just do a, a cheap three man here for St. Louis, like Donovan Newt bar pool holes, even Gorman. I'd be fine mixing those three in. Um, I think that's the way I'd play it uh, just because of the dynamic of pools and Goldschmidt both being only first base here on DK. Um but yeah, I, I do like the cheap options, the new Bar Donovan Gorman guys, Carlson too. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got Texas going up against the Angels. We have Detmers or Detmers going up against Otto. We'll start off with Otto. 6.4K, even in a good matchup versus Angels, not a chance for me. Yeah, no, no chance I play Otto on the slate. Gosh, Cole Irvin went and got five strikeouts. Thought that was a lot to get under for. Darn it. Who was um, Cole Irvin. Oh. Yeah, did, did not expect that. That's twice in a row. Ace pitchers have crushed me taking their strike out under. Maybe I'll learn my lesson one day. Um, <laughs> Deepmer is over on the other side. 7.7K. Hasn't been in great form recently. Overall, since the All-Star break, he's installed. Shown a lot better strikeouts, but just hasn't showed up the last three games granted he's had some tough matchups going up against texas any interest in him i think he's kind of interesting at this price tag on a different slate i would be interested especially since Corey seager has missed the last couple of games so if seager's out again maybe i take a closer look I just i don't know if he has the strikeout upside for me on this slate um i'd rather ri- take the risk with flaherty I'd rather get up a few couple hundred to Singer uh, or a thousand to Joe Ryan. It would be the ideal spot. I, he's in play. He's fine. If you need the savings down from one of those other guys I mentioned, I, I wouldn't try to talk you off of it. I like the matchup against Texas. I'm just a little bit concerned about strikeout upside here. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about Texas bats. Mike Dietmer's a solid overall pitcher. If Seager's not in the lineup, and even if he is lefty-lefty, is terribly appealing. I mean, I guess you can go with Simeon, you can go with Garcia, you can go with Seager, you can go with Heim. Like, any interest in this Texas stack? Not a, a full stack, but I do have some interest in the power here. Simeon Garcia, Heim, I think, is a great three-man. Matthias is really cheap. He's shown some power. Uh, Nate Lowe has actually been really good against lefties this season. Uh, like he's not striking out against lefties hardly at all. Not as much power um, when facing the same handedness, but still a decent play. And he's only 3,500. Josh Young is one of the best prospects in baseball. He's 2,600 with the platoon advantage. So I, I do like the pricing on Texas here. I think there's some upside. Detmers is good enough where I'm not sure I w- would full stack against him, but I, I do like a, a mini stack. Yeah, and then on the other side, I mean, Otani and Trout, great plays. Yeah. But can you afford them? I don't know. <laughs> if you can afford them, yeah, go ahead, throw them in there. You can full st- or four-man stack this for Ngifo. Ward, not terrible prices. Otto's not a very good pitcher. The solid spot here. The price tags of Ringifo and Ward aren't terrible. I think Ward had a home run tonight. Um, any interest in this Angels lineup? It's really tough because you want to play Trout and Otani. Obviously, if if the Angels are scoring runs, it's a good chance Otani and Trout are going to be involved. So I don't know. I I don't see any way that I, I can play Otani and Trout on the same team and afford the pitching that I want to pay for on this slate. So the Angels are tough for me. I think maybe a one-off of Trout and Otani is the way that I'll play this. I don't even think I need to include any of the other guys. Like Ringifo and Ward are fine hitters, but they're not at a discount or anything. Like they're they're appropriately priced. So really it's just the two home run upside of, of Trout and Otani that I'm I'm looking for. Um, I think it's one, one-offs only for, for those two guys. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next game, we've got the White Sox going up against San Diego. Darvish going up against Martin. Start off with Davis Martin, 6,200. Has been all right his last two outings. Shown some upside, but a matchup versus the Padres and this late, I, I don't think I have any interest in it at all. No, I'm out as well. Um, tough, Really tough matchup against the Padres. I don't, there's no way he gets the, the strikeouts necessary to put up a big score. Yeah, and then Darvish on the other side, on another slate, I consider him going up against the White Sox here. I mean, I don't think he's completely out of play. He just probably won't make my pool on this absolutely stacked, stacked slate. Um, I mean, he's been solid. He can go pretty deep into games. He's got the K stuff. It's not a terrible match versus the White Sox, who have nothing to play for. I don't know, 10.1K, I feel like I'd just rather try and get up to Burns or Alcantara or DeGrom here. Like, there's really no need to play him. I mean, could he end up with 30 points? Absolutely. But Willie, unless he's going to go in super overlooked on this slate, I'm probably crossing him off. I mean, I think he will come in low on because of the three guys you just threw out there. But it's going to be really difficult to play two of these 10K guys. So he's... Clearly the fourth option behind um, DeGrom, Burns, and Alcantara. San Diego is playing for something. 
I don't know. He's been pitching really well recently. I think this is another guy that who could get extended pitch count wise in this game because San Diego really needs to win. He's in play, but he's fourth for me among the elite options. So again, just I probably like he's he's better than Framber Valdez, but not by enough. Like the savings isn't that much. I'm playing Burns over him 10 out of 10 times. So I, I just, I'm with you. I, I don't know that I can get to Darvish today or that I need to really just because I want to play so much Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the White Sox lineup. I mean, no, just no versus Darvish. Like they're not cheap. All their good bats are in there. Just, just no for me. Yeah. It's been a, been a rough season for the White Sox. 10 to, Time for them to call it a, a year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Padres on the other side, going up against Martin. I mean, the same problem we've had with a few different teams. They're just Pricing. tough to afford. I mean, yep. like you want Soto, you want Machado in there. Like, I guess you could pair him with guys like Profar, Bell, Alfaro if he's in there, if not Nola. Like those cheaper bats, it's not the worst stack in the world. I could see you throwing in one or two of them if you're throwing in 150, maybe four or five. But, like, overall, they just don't stand out going up against Martin that much. Man, Josh Bell has just been a disaster since coming to San Diego, hasn't he? All the way down to 3,700. Like, it's been a rough go for for Josh Bell. Um, I don't know if I can even play him at this point. I like the pro-far call. Kim at 3,700 is sort of in play but yeah i'm not scared of martin by any means but the pricing is tough i mean yeah like i'm not playing a lineup with soto and machado together probably which means i don't have a ton of interest in the stack even the the cheaper guys where i would chip typically be looking for home runs i just i don't see many great options josh bell is the guy that stands out but he's been so bad here recently I don't think I even need to do that. So maybe Machado as a one-off is my favorite idea here, but he's expensive and it's going to be tough to fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Next game here, we got Oakland going up against Seattle. The Seattle Mariners who are up six to four as we're recording this and hopefully on their way to the playoffs. Um, Baldachuk going up against Gilbert, star of Walchuk. 5.8K for a bad pitcher going up against a good hitting team. I'm crossing it out. Yep. No thanks for me as well. All right. Gilbert, probably one of my favorite outside of Ryan, probably my favorite mid tier option on this play. I mean, he's been outside of that matchup versus Casey. He's been in great form recently going up against the A's. Not a good team. Like Gilbert, solid strikeout stuff, big fly ball pitcher, but not really going to give up too many home runs to Oakland. Gilbert, a four hundred, probably my second favorite mid, like second favorite SP two on the slate. Yeah, he he's right there with Ryan for me as well. Um, Ryan probably has a little bit better strikeout matchup, but Gilbert goes deeper into games, um, and Oakland is just as bad. Um, so he's he's in just as good of a run prevention spot. Just Detroit strikes out a little bit more than Oakland. Uh, but Gilbert strikeouts really exploded here in the last month or so. You mentioned that bad one against KC, but he he was brilliant for a month solid before that, just posting big strikeout numbers. 
I mean, he's the maybe Robbie Ray you could put in there and, and Kirby. Like the, the Mariners have a really strong pitching staff, but this guy is is among their top options for sure. He's he's really good. He's underpriced by a lot in this matchup. Um, and he has shown surprising strikeout stuff here in the last couple of months. So absolutely love him. He's right there with Ryan for me. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the interesting part. Potentially my favorite mini stack on the slate is Oakland. Like Gilbert is a solid overall pitcher, but the problem is he can give up some fly balls. Like he can get a little wild. He can give up, get in some trouble. He's going to be heavily owned and I will have my share of him, but throwing in this Oakland lineup is so cheap. You got Langelier sitting at 2,600. Dude's got some pop. He's in the catcher spot. You have Seth Brown sitting at 2,800. You have, uh, what's his name? Davis. Uh, no, not Davis. Garcia sitting at 2K. Like that little mini three-man stack, if they're in the lineup there, going up against a guy who gives up a lot of hard contact, gives up a decent amount of power to righties. It makes so many things work on this slate. That three-man stack, and if you want to throw someone else in and make it a four-man stack so you can double-barrel top-tier pitching, I I, I really liking this idea, especially as potential leverage off of Gilbert. Yeah, I definitely wasn't wasn't thinking about that, but you did talk me into it. I'm pretty sure Gilbert's has pretty severely reversed splits. Also, um, he's been really strong against lefties. I know he strikes out more lefties. I, I think I'm he's recalling that correctly. 27% K rate versus lefties, 19.4 versus righties. Yeah, and big hard contact and above average fly balls to righties. He's been, he's been a lot worse to righties, and yeah, like those guys going up against a lower strikeout pitcher versus righties is just beautiful. Yeah, so I, I love your Langoliers call and Dermis Garcia. Both of those are big power bats. They strike out plenty, um, but they're they're both under 3K. I, I like those calls. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't go beyond three-man here, but I, I do like trying to find a cheap home run. I'm on board with that. Talk me into it. Nice. Uh, Seattle on the other side. I mean, Chaninger just had two home runs tonight. Big dumper, Cal Raleigh, going up against a bad pitcher, even if he's in the, even in the lineup there. A lot of times he sits versus the lefties. Um, France, Suarez. This is a cheaper stack without J-Rod in the lineup. Like I, I, I like the Seattle stack here, going up against a bad, bad pitcher. Um, yeah, Rodriguez isn't going to be back until Monday. You got to take your time with him. You guys should make a playoff. Yeah, this is a there's some very attractive pricing here. Uh, you just mentioned Hanniger with the double dong. Suarez has a huge power. He's 4,300. Ty France is 4,200. Um, there's like nobody over 5K. And then you've got some cheap options in there. Like Santana's lefty left. Well, I guess he's a switch hitter, but he's much better from the other side. Um, so don't love him as an option. I'll be interested to see what cheap options are in the lineup, but just the top end guys, like there's a lot of upside for those 4K bats. I love the three of them, Hanniger, Suarez, France. If Raleigh's in there, add him in there, certainly. Um, but I, I would be looking for another punt type of guy. Dylan Moore would be fine at 3,100. Um, who else? Like, probably not going to be in there. He's not going to be in there lefty-lefty, right? Um, he did hit a bomb tonight Haggerty while we were recording. Is, nice. Haggerty is the guy who's going to be in there, I think. Yeah. He's 2,300. Um 
he probably hits near the bottom of the order, but I don't mind like the wrap around to the top where I, so I can get in the, the Hanniger Suarez France guys for sure. But yeah, Hanniger and Suarez are, are standout plays for sure. Yep. Moving on to the next game here. We got Colorado going up against the Dodgers. We got Kershaw going up against cool. We'll start off with cool versus the Dodgers. Nope. Nope. No chance. Kershaw over on the other side, 9,600. I think he's a guy that's definitely in play here. I mean, granted, he may not have the longest leash. Dodgers are pretty much, I think, are they locked into the number one seed? Yes, they are. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll probably go right around 90 pitches, probably 85 to 90. Um, Still can get it done, 9,600, going up against a bad Rockies team. Is he my favorite option? No. Is he my top three favorite option? Probably not. Is he in play? I think so. Yeah, the price is good enough. I think you can fit a DeGrom-Kershaw team. And that's kind of how I'm judging the slate is can I play you with DeGrom? I think he's just right on that border where you can make it work. Obviously, I haven't built lineups recording the night before. But just, I mean, for as many lineups as we've built, we kind of know how the pricing structure works. I think with the 2K options that we have on the slate, you can make a DeGrom-Kershaw work. Um, You'll have to make some sacrifices with the bats, certainly but it is doable um, and you won't hate your lineup that puts him in play for me because Kershaw is a guy. I agree. The pitch counts probably in the 85 to 90 range, but he's a guy that can get 10 strikeouts in 85 pitches. We've seen it a couple of times, even this season. Um, fantastic matchup against Colorado, not the, the biggest strikeout team, but getting them out of cores, they're a much worse offense. He should be extremely efficient here. Um, I think with 85 pitches, he can get through six innings. And, and upside for double-digit strikeouts with that. I'm, I'm fine with that for 9,600. He's in play. Yeah, I mean, kind of the way you have to think about it. The chalk build is going to be DeGrom with either Gilbert, Gilbert or Ryan. Or Ryan. Yep, absolutely. So you think about it this way. DeGrom, 1,200 more than uh, Burns. He's 800 more than Alcantara. Kershaw Burns is basically the same price as Gilbert and DeGrom. Yep. So, like, the 2v2 swap, I think, could be interesting because you could easily get more points out of that. So, because that, Kershaw is kind of in play. We're not playing Rockies bats, right? No, definitely not. Dodgers bats are expensive, but if you have the money, if you're not playing a top-tier pitcher, like, if you're going a Gilbert-Ryan lineup, you can make a Dodgers stack work, especially if you go with the Oakland A's. Um, <laughs> I think the Dodgers are one of the top stacks on the slate. Yeah, I'm with you. And in particular, the lefties. Um, the thing about the Dodgers is you have these massive power bats in Gallo and Bellinger down here at 3,200 and 3,300. And those are the guys we want to play. Pair them with a Muncie and a Freeman. I mean, that's four lefties right there. Cool really struggles with the, the hard contact to lefties. Um, I agree with you. The, the Dodgers lefties in particular are just fantastic. Obviously play bets and Turner and Will Smith in any on any slate um if you can afford them but the lefties are my first options um and in particular the the 3k lefties they they just they're gonna help so much with roster construction here yep yep right there with you we're moving on to the last game of the night we have arizona going up against san francisco we got Merrill kelly going up against alex cobb not two aces on the slate but both these guys are good mid-tier options we'll start off with kelly here Comes into this game in pretty decent form, playing in a great ballpark. 
over in San Francisco has been just really solid the second half of the season. 8K even going up against a tougher uh, San Francisco lineup. He's been putting up big outings, and he's played San Francisco, Dodgers, Dodgers, San Diego. So those game log watchers that look at the last four games like, oh, he isn't great. He's had some tough outings before that. Milwaukee, White Sox, not great, but San Diego, or St. Louis, San Francisco. He's had some tough outings overall the second half of the season. Kelly, I think, is one of the better options in the mid-tier, too. Like, again, this slate is just so stacked Yeah, from 7.5K yeah, up. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I think Kelly's going to be quite a bit lower owned than um, Ryan and Gilbert. And I think he has as much upside. I agree with you. He just, it's un, he's underrated in how good he has been this year. His strikeouts have, have exploded the second half, kind of like Gilbert's have. He has a more difficult matchup than those two guys, yes, but he has the strikeout ability to match those guys. He's a couple hundred cheaper. And I think you're going to get a, a pretty significant ownership discount. Obviously, we don't have those numbers recording the night before, uh, but I'll be very curious to see where his ownership comes in. I think he makes for a fantastic tournament pivot off of Ryan or Gilbert if they're if they're much higher owned. Yeah, and then on the other side, Cobb, 7.7K. I love him in this spot here. I mean, he's gotten so unlucky this season, has decent strikeout stuff going up against an Arizona team that has been – pretty solid the second half of the season surprisingly but Cobb has good stuff here 7.7 K to let him go 100 pitches here I really like Cobb yeah this is the exact same conversation we just had with Merrill Kelly um, I've hammered Cobb's strikeout overs a ton this season it like he's coming off of two back-to-back three strikeout games if he opens up at four and a half tomorrow I'll probably hammer that again um, he has he has double digit strikeout upside for 7700. That's why we don't need any of these five, six K guys like this seven upper seven K low eight K range is absolutely loaded. I think they make sense to pair with one of the, the big aces on the slate. Um, I, there's enough options in this range too, that I don't know who, who ends up with the ownership. I don't think it's Calvert Kelly. I think it's going to be Ryan and Gilbert, but we'll have to see how that shakes out. This is this range. I'm comfortable with any of those four, whoever the two lower owned ones are, I'll go overweight on them and probably underweight on the other two. Um, fantastic option right there in the conversation with the other three guys we've talked about. Yep. Let's talk about bats here. Arizona, bad ballpark, solid pitcher. They're a little bit cheap. I could see taking Walker at 3,800 or tell Marte at 3,700, maybe Stone Garrett at 2,800, any of these cheap bats. I could see it as a secondary three-man stack, but that that's kind of it just because of the cheap price tags. Yeah, definitely secondary only for me. Um, Cobb is a, a great ground ball pitcher, has decent control for the, the most part. Um, don't mind some of the cheap guys like Carroll, uh, Garrett, Kelly at catcher would be fine. But yeah, definitely don't want to full stack. I'm fine with looking for some value options as a, a mini stack. Yeah, and then on the San Francisco side, I don't, I don't want anyone. Like, Jock's expensive. Kelly has just been very solid the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely would be looking for a lefty here. Jock is the primary option, but he's fifty three hundred. I don't like that price. Yaz at four K is the next best option. Hasn't been very good this year. Wade, I don't know. I'm not 
not seeing a reason to go there at 3,400. I think there are better plays in the 2K range. I can save a little bit of money. So I'm, I'm fine with Wade and Yaz if you want to go that route, but I'm they're not priorities for me by any means. Yeah, I think I hear my dog barking in the background. Can't Don't know if you can hear that, but yeah, I got my AirPods in because my Yeti got stolen because my car got broken into. Oh, man, Ray. that sucked. <laughs> I mean, they stole my bag of clothes and left my two grand worth of golf clubs. They're the worst thieves on earth. But <laughs> you know what? It is what it is. Uh, could be, could have been worse. Let's get to the morning yeah. grind game and get on out of here. Um, pitcher under 8K to get seven or more strikeouts. Who you got? I'm going to go Flaherty. I just I think the Cardinals are going to push him. They're trying to get him right for the, the playoffs. All right. I'm going to go with Alex Cobb. Um, over 8K to get under 15 points. This is just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all smashes. We have like uh, 15 of them and. I, and they're I, all great. I, I'm going to just say Brady Singer because of the low strikeout That's the only matchup. good option. That's the <laughs> only good option. I have to go Singer with Singer probably gets 14, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have to go with Logan Gilbert. And yeah. I'm not happy. And those are two of our favorite plays, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Ridiculous. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your high price call? You know, not allowed you have judge. No judge. <laughs> That's good because I have Otani written down. But I'm on the context of this slate, I'm going to try to find something cheaper here really quick because I just like I'm paying for pitching on this slate first. Um. Give me Max Muncy at 4800 You stole my guy. I'm fine with that. I'm going to go oh, with the same price tag, Carlos Correa. Um, under 4K like to get two too. or more hits. This Gunnar Henderson kid is for real. I picked him a ton for this game um, already since he's been up, and I'm going right back to him. I'm going to go super cheap. Shane Langeliers. Um, stack to score five or more runs. Philly needs a, a win real bad. Uh, they did not score against the Cubs at all. They get Anibal Sanchez. I think they're, they're going to be swinging for the fences here. They're going to hit some home runs and go over six rounds. I like it. Any thoughts before we get on out of here and I go to bed? No. Loaded slate. One of the last good, great ones of the year probably. So enjoy it. it. It should be a fun tournament slate. I can't wait to see how some of these ownerships should shake out. I've been going a lot less. Um, like I'm halfway checked out on MLB at this point, at least for DFS, because sports betting has been. Well, so there's going to be some good. strikeout props bet tomorrow for sure. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm go, I'm going. I'll probably end up check out scores and odds. Me and Keith will probably have like definitely <laughs> ten written up between the two of us. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to mass multi enter on this slate just because this is the most beautiful slate I've ever seen. It would be a waste not to. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. It's been fun. Stevie will be back next week. We're out of here. Woo-hoo!